Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you are encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. Before you leave today. All right, so how many of you guys are ready to dive into the word this morning? I love the word. I love the word, and I'm excited about sharing with you this morning what I feel like God has laid upon my life this morning, and I've titled the sermon of this message simply this, Can You See It? Can you see it? Raise your hand if you can see it. Well, Pastor, I don't know what, what, what I'm looking for. Can you see revival? Can you see God's spirit moving? Can you see God bringing deliverance to people that are bound by bondage, in, in not only in our lives, but people that we work with? Because I'm telling you, it's coming. It's coming. Just So the church needs to be ready because when revival begins to break out, the enemy's going to come up against us and he's going to do everything he can. So we need to make sure that we know what the Word of God says. We need to know what the, how our lives line up with the Word of God because in the last days, the enemy's going to come in and he's going to persuade you to believe something that's not true. So we need to know the truth. We need to know what the Bible says. And so this morning, I want to preach this message to you that I really feel like God laid upon my heart. And this past week, I had an opportunity to sit down and, and listen to um, a message by a pastor that, that I listen to a lot. And he just talked about the health of our nation. And it just made me begin to think as a nation, where are we as far as health-wise? You know, ever since March, uh, we've seen things just just go crazy, turn upside down. We've seen, we've seen anything from the coronavirus as we're still dealing with today. We've seen violence in the streets. We've seen racial issues. We've seen people losing their jobs. We've seen protests after protests. All of these things have been happening in just a short few months. All these things that have been going on in the last few months. And my thought process as I was thinking about all the things that has been going on in our world today my thought process was this what do I see when I see what I'm looking at what do I see when I see all the chaos all the violence all the things all the protests what do I see when I flip when I flip on the tv that's happening in this nation what do I see I see rioting I see protest I see violence I see lives of innocent people being destroyed. I see the burning of buildings. I see people under attack. I see all these things. And you know what? You are seeing the same things that I am seeing if you look at the news today. You see it every single day if, if you turn the news on. But what my mind had to do for a moment, I had to stop. And I had to remind myself to, that I have to be careful not to take what I see in the natural and make sure that what I, what I see in the natural doesn't cause me to see what really needs to be seen. Because I can tell you, sometimes what you see in the natural will drive you to a place that you don't see what's really happening in our world. You see protests, you see violence, you see burning a building. I see those things just like you do. So if you're not careful, and if I'm not careful, what I see in the natural will cause me not to be able to really see what needs to be seen. And what needs to be seen is that there's people that are lost. There's people that are lost. Yes, protests, burning of buildings, all these things are happening. But what really needs to be seen when you look at that? Matthew chapter 9 is where we're going to be looking at this morning. 
Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 through 38. And I want you to stand with me this morning as we read God's Word because I want you to see God saw it and what, what we need to see in our lives as Christians, as in the church, in these, especially these last days. So Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 through 38, this is what it says. It says, Jesus went through all towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. And this is the verse where God really spoke to me. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. Because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. What did he see when he looked at the crowd? He saw a crowd of people that have been looking for something in their life that they haven't found before. And the Bible says that when he saw them, he was moved with compassion. So church, let me ask you something this morning. When you see what's on TV, if you do not have compassion in your heart for what is happening in our world today, something is wrong in our life. Something is wrong. We see riots. We see burning of buildings. We see all of those things. But what I want you to see this morning is that there's people that are lost. And those people need Jesus Christ. Whether you agree with their political stand, whether you vote the same way that they vote, none of that really matters. What matters is that Jesus sees them as lost. And is that what you see? Because the, sometimes the natural eye will drive you to have bitterness and hatred in your heart for what's happening in our world today. And I can tell you, that's a work from the enemy. We need to be careful as a church that we see it for what it really is, that they're lost sheep that doesn't have a shepherd. Pray with me. Father, this morning, God, I pray for every one of us in this room today. God, that you would open our eyes, God, that we would be able to see what really needs to be seen in our world today. God, that there are lost people, that if there's not a change in their life, God, if there's not somebody to reach out to them, God, they're going to die and go to hell. They're going to stand before the Heavenly Father one day, and He's going to look at them, and He's not going to recognize who they are. And God, it's our job as the church, it's our job as a Christian, Father, to see what's happening in our world today and realize, God, that there are lost people that, that are wandering around that just need somebody to direct them. God, and I pray for the church, not just for Legacy Church, but all churches, that in these last days that we are living in today, that, God, that you would give us a compassion for the lost like we've never had before in our life. God, not to turn our eyes away from what really needs to be seen. That there's lost people that's dying and going to hell every single day. And that as a Christian, that should bother us. That should do something inside of us. To make something happen and to make a difference somehow, somewhere, God. In our community, in our world. 
So God, I pray that you would open up our eyes today to see what really needs to be seen in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated this morning. You see, this is a great reminder to me of how Jesus sees the people. How Jesus sees the crowd. You see, it's a great reminder of how we as Christians should see people as well as the crowd. You see, Jesus did not look at them with judgment. Jesus did not look at them with bitterness. Jesus did not look at them with hatred in His heart. Jesus did not look at them with revenge. But Jesus saw them, and the Bible says that He was moved with compassion. Compassion, not hatred, not bitterness, not revenge, not envy, but He was moved with compassion. You see, when we see what's happening around us, are we, are we moved with compassion? Are we driven by hatred and bitterness or revenge and judgment for those people who are not like you and I? Who don't believe like you and I? Who are out in the streets killing people and burning buildings and, and all of those things? Can I tell you, Jesus sees them as lost people. He sees them differently than what you and I see them. But if we're going to make a difference in this world, if we're going to make a difference in this community, then we need to begin to look at them the way Jesus looks at them. That they're lost sheep without a shepherd. Because if we're not careful, we will only see what we want to see. And we will really miss out on what we really need to see, and that's lost souls that matter to God. Can I tell you this morning, those that are out in the streets looting and burning buildings and doing all those things, can I tell you this morning, Jesus died on the cross for those people. Just like he died on the cross for you. So that tells me that they matter to God and they should matter to us. And when we see it, we should be moved by compassion, not bitterness or envy or judgment or hatred that sometimes will come into our life. You see, we will see all, we, when we see all these things happening, we tend to look from the side that things will never change. You look at our world today and you look at everything that's happening, there's sometimes you wonder in your mind and you wonder in your life, will it ever change? Will things ever get better? And I'm, I'm sure that those people that were in the crowds that day that were following Jesus was probably wondering the same thing. Will things ever change? Will things ever get better? What's going to happen in my life? What's going to happen in our world? They probably thought the same things that you and I were thinking sometimes in our life. Will things ever change? And the real truth of this is this morning is this. It will change when Jesus is in the midst. It will change when Jesus is in the midst. When we begin to look at the situation the way Jesus did when he looked at the crowds... You see, verse 35, this is what it says. It says, Jesus went through all towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. You see, Jesus was doing what Jesus was sent to do. He was going through the towns. He was ministering. He was going into their synagogues and teaching the law and teaching the word of God. He was... He was healing people. He was telling people about the good news. Can I tell you this morning? I don't know if you ever thought about this, but it, but it really hit me this week. Jesus was a busy man. He was a busy man. He was going from town to town, village to village, ministering, touching people's lives. But listen to me this morning. He, out of all of that ministry he was doing, he was still seeing the real problem. And it wasn't physical issues, but it was spiritual issues. 
It was spiritual issues in their life. He was busy. You ever heard the old saying, don't let the grass grow under your feet? Can I tell you this morning, Jesus never let the grass grow under his feet. He was always proactive. He was always doing something. He was always out there ministering. He never hesitated. When he came out of the desert from being tempted those days, as soon as he came out of the wilderness, Jesus got to work. Why? Because he realized that he only had a short amount of time here on this earth to, to raise up disciples to, so that the, when he would leave, that they would go out into the world and see the crowds the way that he saw them. You see, the disciples, they didn't see the crowd the way Jesus saw them. Jesus had to teach them how to see the crowd. They didn't just become disciples and go and start seeing the crowd with compassion. Jesus had to teach them. They had to learn that from Jesus. And that's the way you and I are. Sometimes we're geared to see things in a different way. But I want to challenge you this morning. Start seeing it through the eyes of Jesus. Start seeing it through the eyes of compassion. Why? Because somebody looked at you and they had compassion on you. And shared the word of God with you or brought you to church or did, brought you to Sunday school or youth group or something. Somebody saw something in your life and they reached out to you. And so what, what God is saying to me this morning, that's what we need to do as the church. Can I tell you this morning, God has really been dealing with me on this issue for, for several weeks now. It's wonderful to come to church and preach a message to you. But what's happening through the week? What's happening through the week? What am I doing to make Jesus known besides preaching on Sunday morning? That's what God's been dealing with me in my heart. Why? Because the days are numbered. We only have a few days left, guys. And we need to do everything we can to make people or to help them understand who Jesus is. What do we see when we see that? It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart to see and understand that this, this world is in a, in a place that I've never seen before. But it doesn't mean it's over. Jesus is still on the throne. God is still in... Can I tell you this morning, I know everything looks out of control, but can I tell you this morning, God is in control. God is in control. I may, it may not look like it right now, but God is in control of everything right now. He's still sitting on the throne. You see, sometimes we see things differently the way that Jesus sees it. Our, you see, our busyness and Jesus' busy, busyness is completely different, and we treat it differently. You see, when you and I become busy, when you and I get a task in our life or a task at hand, we lose sight of everything that's around us until the task is completed. Right? I mean, that's the way I am. You may be differently. Some people can uh, you know, multitask and all these kind of things, but, but, but most of us, we get, when we get a task at hand, when we get busy, we lose sight of everything that's happening around us until that task is complete. We ignore everything around us because all we see is the task. All we think about is our busyness and the busyness in a, of our life. Can I tell you, our world is so busy right now. It's so busy. You see, busyness and being active and, and, and having that kind of lifestyle, can I tell you, it, it's okay to have that kind of lifestyle except for when you fail to open your eyes. You see, we get so busy, we get so caught up in all the things that, that happens in our life that we lose sight of everything that's around us. We lose sight of a lost world. We lose sight of everything that's around us and God says, just open your eyes and just see it the way that I see it. 
There's nothing wrong with being productive. There's nothing wrong with having goals and accomplishing your goals. But don't get so caught up in your busyness that you lose sight of what's really important. What's really important. There was a song that was sung, and I'm, I'm guessing it was probably sometime in the 70s, called Cats in the Cradle. How many of you guys know the song? It was, by, it was sung by uh, Harry uh, Capin, I think, or Chapin is how you pronounce it. And it talks about his son being born. Growing up, and as a dad, his, his business took him away, and he was gone a lot in his life. So all of these things happened in this, in this son's life that he wasn't around to see sometimes. He talked about, you know, when his son turned 10 years old, his son wanted to play ball with his dad, but his dad just didn't have time. He didn't have time to play. Then the son talked about, uh, the son talked about, or the song talked about growing up and being just like his dad. And then it goes on to talk about when his son goes off to college and his son comes home from college. Uh, he talked about how proud he was of his son and he just wanted to sit down and talk to his son and, and all his son wanted was the car keys so that he could leave to go somewhere else. To go hang out with his friends. And at the end of the psalm, the psalm talks about a dad who had, had retired and he called his son just to possibly see if he could maybe have some time with his son and hang out with his son. But the son says this in the song, he says, Dad, I'm, I'm just too busy. Their kids are sick. I don't have time. They're, I'm just too busy. I don't have time to sit down and talk to you. And I thought about that, and, and it made me really begin to think, God, am I too busy for you? Am I too busy for you? Am I too busy to spend time with you? Am I too busy to hang out with you on a daily basis, God? Is my busyness pulled me away from what's really important, and that's my relationship between you and me, God? You see, so many times we get so busy, we get so locked into things that we lose sight of what's around us and we lose sight of what's really important in our life. I want us to see this morning a couple of things that I feel like God spoke to me about this scripture that we as Christians and that we as the church, we need to implement in our life so that we can reach those people who are lost. Number one is this, and I said it just a minute ago, Jesus had compassion. Jesus had compassion. Verse 36, it says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. You see, Jesus saw because he had compassion. Jesus noticed what was going on around him in the crowds. Sometimes we lose our sight because we don't have compassion. We don't have compassion for others that are lost. We think that just because our, our life is good and our family is good, that's all that really matters. Can I tell you, that's not what matters in God's book. It matters is that you're good and your family is good. Well, what matters to God is that other people need Jesus too. And so we lose sight on those kind of things, but Jesus saw, and the Bible says that he had compassion. You see, on many occasions, Jesus healed the sick and the blind, just like he did in this story, because he had compassion and, and was willing to see the need. You see, Jesus wasn't just satisfied with healing their body. He was more concerned about healing their soul. Jesus wasn't just concerned about healing their body, which he did. He saw something deeper. He saw something more important, and that was the soul of man. And so when he saw them, he had compassion on them, and he wanted to do something to help them. 
You see, they were not like everybody else. They were not like the religious crowd. They had been harassed. They, had been, they were helpless. They were looking for something that they were lost and they needed some kind of guidance. And listen to me, and they could not find it from the religious crowd. Why? Because they were not like the religious crowd. So the religious crowd did away with them, just pushed them aside and said, you're no good. And then Jesus comes along and says, no, you're good. You're just like everybody else. They were lost without a shepherd. They were wandering. They needed something in their life. Jesus makes reference to them as being lost sheep that doesn't have the shepherd. So he was moved with compassion. You see, we can see all the needs that are around us, but never engage in them. Why? Because we don't have compassion. What leads you to engage into a situation is that you have compassion for that situation. You see, sometimes we don't engage in, in things that we know, need to know or that we know we need to engage in. Why? Because we don't have compassion for it. What I've learned is we will do what we want to do. And if we don't want to do it, we won't do it. But Jesus looked at him and, 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 and he had compassion. Jesus engaged himself in towns and villages and synagogues. Why? Because he had compassion. That's why he came. That's why he called his team together to teach them what compassion was and what compassion looked like. Why? Because he knew that he was going to be leaving and he needed this ministry to keep moving forward. You see, we need to be teaching our children what compassion is. We need to be living that in front of our children so that one day when we're no longer around, they'll take what they, that we've taught them and reach out to people like we were reaching out to people. Why? Because we have compassion. We need to teach them the Bible. We need to teach them the Word of God. We need to help them to understand what's really important in life, and that is their relationship between them and God. So they were able to see this compassion. They were able to see through the eyes of Jesus because they had compassion. One day Jesus would send them into the world to reach the lost, but in order to make a difference in the world, they had to have compassion to see what was really going on. See, that's why I believe why God has called you and I. That's why God has gave us sight so that we can see really what's going on. So that we can really see through the eyes of compassion. You remember, do you remember the old hymn, I was lost but now I'm found? What's the next verse? I was blind but now I see. The question is, are you really seeing what's going on in our world? Because you were blind at one time but now you have sight. And the question is, do you really see what's happening beyond the surface? It's not a surface issue, guys. It is a spiritual issue. And how do you fight spiritual issues? With spiritual weapons. And so the church needs to have compassion for the lost. Because that's where it all matters. What do we see when we see them? God gave us sight for a reason, and that is to see people. And what's going on in their life. You see, when you lose your sight, what I've learned is when you lose your sight, you begin to wander. When sheep lose their sight, what do they do? They wander around. They have no direction. They're just wandering. And what do I see on the TV? A bunch of people that have no direction with no, just wandering around. That's what I see. I, I see broken people. I see hurting people that need Jesus. Now, you may see it something different, but that's what I see. And what am I going to do about it? Because God gave me sight for a reason. 
He saved me for a reason. He didn't just save me for, so that I would go to heaven and enjoy eternity with him. He saved me to make a difference while I was here on this earth. But if I don't see it the way Jesus is, then how am I going to make a difference? We're called to make a difference. We're all ministers of the gospel. You may never stand on a stage to preach a message, but that doesn't mean you're not a minister. To share the gospel with individuals in our life. And that's what the church needs in our world today is compassion. Make sure that Make sure the things that are happening around you or even in you don't cause you to lose, lose compassion or to lose your sight. Jesus was always looking and searching for those who were lost. He looked for those who, who had never heard the good news. He looked for those who needed healing. He went from village to village, town to town, looking for lost sheep. You see, in Matthew chapter 9, verses 2, this is what it says. It says, it says some men brought, him, brought to him a paralyzed man lying on a mat. And when Jesus saw, what does it say? When Jesus saw their faith, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. When Jesus saw their faith, he did something in that man's life. When Jesus sees your faith, when Jesus sees my faith, when Jesus sees me out doing the things that needs to be done for the kingdom, what happens? He sees my faith and somebody else gets blessed by it. You see, these four men brought, brought this paralyzed man to Jesus and before Jesus ever said anything to the man, he saw their faith. And because of their faith and because they went the extra mile and because they did something that maybe nobody else was willing to do, this man's life was changed because of their faith. He saw their faith. He saw their faith. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 22, another story. Jesus turned and saw her. He says, take, take heart, daughter. He said, your faith has healed you. And the, woman, and the woman was healed at that moment. Jesus didn't just heal her, but he saw her. He saw her. When Jesus saw them, he was moved with compassion. Why? Because these people were looking for something that the religious crowd could not get them. The religious crowd would not show love to them because they were, they were not living like the law or, that, or like the law had commanded. They didn't act like them. They didn't look like them. They didn't smell like them, so they didn't offer them love like Jesus was offering love. Jesus was willing to give them something that they needed. Why? Because he was willing to see them for who they, who they really were, not who they had become. And I think that's important this morning for all of us to realize we need to see them for who they are not for who they've become. For who they are, they're lost souls without a shepherd. Now, they may have become something else, but deep down inside, they're a lost person that needs Jesus Christ. And that's what Jesus saw when he saw the crowds. Number two is this, Shelby, if you would, come on up this morning and we're going to close. Jesus had compassion. Number two, Jesus was convicted. Jesus was convicted. You see, Jesus didn't just notice it, but he did something about it to bring upon change. You see, it's one thing to have compassion. It's another thing to be convicted. It actually will lead you to do something. You see, that's what Jesus was. Verses 37 and 38, this is what he said. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Then he says, ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Jesus looks at his disciples and he says, hey guys, I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. 
The good news is this, that the harvest is ready. That they're ready for the gospel. They're ready to be healed. They're ready to be changed. They're ready for the gospel. But here's the other side of it. Here's the bad news, guys. There's not enough workers. There's not enough people to go out and reach the harvest. They're ready, but they're not here. They're not available. They're not ready. They're not working. They're not going out and doing the things that I've called them to do. They're ready, but we don't have enough people. Jesus looks at them and he says this. Okay, guys, here's what we're going to do. First things first. We need to pray. We need to pray. We need to get on our knees and begin to pray for these people. We need to pray for workers and laborers. We need to pray for these people because they need Jesus. The first things first is we're going to pray. Can I tell you, can I ask you this morning, don't lift your hands. When was the last time you prayed for this nation? When was the last time you turned the TV on instead of bittering and complaining about what you see on the TV, you hit your knees and you begin to pray? Because I can tell you I've done both. I've turned the TV on and started complaining about what I saw. And then, uh, then I had this gut wrench inside of me and I said, you know what, Chad, the complaining's not going to change the situation. It's not going to change it. The only thing that's going to change it is compassion and conviction. Can I tell you, I'm telling you this morning, guys, Jesus stepped all over me this week with this message. You may be saying in your mind right now, Pastor, you're, 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 you're preaching just a little, I don't, I don't, I'm not, listen, this is not my word, this is God's word. And if you have a problem with it, take it up with him. Don't come to me with it because I'm just preaching his word. Well, Pastor, I don't know if I can. No, you can. It's just, will we? Will we? Jesus says, okay, guys, I need you to pray. But here's the other thing. I don't need you just to pray. I need you to work. I need you to not just pray, but I need you to work. You see, you're not just praying for the laborers. You are a laborer. You are the ones that's going to go out into the harvest. You are going to go out and, and make other disciples. And those disciples are going to come along you. And, and it's going to continue to where the people are out there reaching the harvest. See, can I tell you this morning, this time that we are living in today, it's not time to be a spectator. It's not time to sit back and watch what's happening. It's time to be engaged in our world and making a difference. That's for all of us, including myself. It's, we can't be spectators any longer. We, listen, we've sat on the sideline for so long and watched things happen. And now it's time that the Christians step forth and voice what's the truth and begin to make change in our nation. Well, Pastor, I don't know if that can happen. It can happen. When Jesus is in it, anything can happen. You see, in Romans chapter 9, verses 2 and 3, this is what Paul says. He says that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For if I could... For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen, according to their flesh. You see, do you know why Paul's ministry was so successful? Because he always put other people first. Because he had compassion and he had conviction to do something. 
Paul was willing to say, listen, if I myself have to be cut off from my relationship with God so that my brothers can come to know him, that's what he was willing to do. That's compassion. If I have to get out of the way, if I have to do something different so that my brothers or my sisters can come to know the Lord, then God, I'm willing to do it just so that they would come to know you. That's what Paul was saying. Paul was convicted. He had compassion to make a difference in this world. You see, the Bible says in Nehemiah that when Nehemiah goes back to Jerusalem and he sees that the walls are torn down and that the city is in shambles, the Bible says that he wept and then he prayed and fasted. But what I love about that story is that even though that he wept and he prayed and he fasted, you know what he did after that? He got to work rebuilding the city. He didn't leave the city in ruins. He didn't just pray and fast and weep, but he got up and he built this team to begin to build, rebuild the city of God. That's what compassion does. That's what conviction does. It leads you to actually do something instead of just seeing it in front of you and making a difference. You see, Jesus saved you. He saved me for a purpose. And that purpose is to go out and to bring those lost sheep into the fold. Those that are different than you. Those that don't believe like you do. Those that are helpless. Those that are being harassed. Those that don't have direction. Those that are confused. All of those people are the ones Jesus is saying, that's the church. That's where the church needs to reach those people. You're not just a praying about the situation, but you're a laborer in the kingdom of God. If you would this morning, I want you to stand to your feet with me, if you will. Here's my prayer for us this morning as a church. Is that God would open your eyes. And that you would see things the way Jesus sees it. That you don't allow the natural to dictate what, you're, what you do. But you're led by the spirit that is living within you to make a difference in this world. You see, if the church sits back and does nothing, then, then this world will never change. But he gave you sight. He gave you purpose to make a difference, to reach out to the, those lost sheep, as Jesus called them, without a shepherd. you to do something for me this morning if you will with your heads bowed and your eyes closed right where you stand I want you to make an altar call between you and God and say God open my eyes God open my eyes the eyes of my heart to see this world in a way that I've never seen it before. That in all the destruction and all the chaos and everything that's going on in our world today, God, may I see those people who I don't even know, who I have never met, 
but what I see God is leading me to hit my knees and to pray and to fast and to cry out for a move of God in this nation. God, give us compassion. God, give us conviction that will change who we are to begin to make a difference in someone's life. The church has been sent to this earth to make a difference. Has it, has it been brought together by God to, to become just a little crowd that meets on Sunday mornings? It's been called to, to disperse and go into the communities to reach the lost, the broken, all of those people that God was sent here to reach. So God, give us compassion first. Open our eyes to begin to see it in a way that we've never seen it before, God. And God, give us conviction. When we see it, may we be convicted in our spirits, God. Not to look the other way. Not to be judgmental. But to hit our knees and pray and ask God for revival. And let it begin with me. If you really want to see a victory, have to do what requires to see a victory. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Have a blessed day.